0: hello and
1: welcome back thanks for joining us for another episode i'm james skiffins and i am malcolm childs and we are just making conversation
0: where we're discussing the model making hobby that brings us joy and pain in equal measures
1: from the greasy sprues to the gloss coats and everything in between we are going to be just making conversation There are other podcasts that you can listen to. Plastic Model Mojo. The Scale Model Podcast. Plastic Posse Podcast. On the Bench. Model Geeks. The Sprue Cutters Union. Small Subjects. Built Sideways. Just head to modelpodcasts.com for all of the links.
0: If you've enjoyed our podcast, consider leaving a review of five stars as it promotes the podcast to more people to enjoy.
1: Showing your support is as easy as making a coffee. In fact, why not go over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash podcast and do just that. Your support will help go towards making the podcast and its content that little bit better which it needs. In this episode, we will be just making conversation about 3D printing. Is this the future or the death of the plastic molding company?
0: We all have a control over what we make. No waiting for the designers of those models companies to pop that long-awaited subject. Does a 3D printer bring you freedom, or is it just another fad?
1: 3D printing in its current form has been around for over 10 years, but only in the last few has it become practical to do at home financially. One day, 3D printers could be as popular as the microwave or the Sinclair C5.
0: Would you believe we've had people write in and say things to us? People or a person? Well, persons. Uh, I can't I can
1: believe it. Yeah, we got a lot of comments here, and yeah.
0: out, don't we? If, we? if we read every single one out, we'd be here for at least two minutes. We just don't have the time to read everybody's <laughs> out. So, uh, obviously, we um, had a bit of a meltdown. So, we apologize to everyone for the fact that we were a little bit slacking our um, podcasting um, schedule schedule that will do i wouldn't call it a
1: meltdown just a oh it was hot oh
0: okay yes all right we well, don't get it wrong we don't live in scotland or anything so you know over 5 degrees is is just like the world's coming to an end nearly 2 weeks away since um since the the very hot weather we had and it's still 29 degrees in here going to take a little while to cool down but anyway we put a post up on instagram and one of many hats said no apologies needed that's all I really hope that both you and Malcolm and the family are all doing well, which is really nice of you. So thank you for that. Yeah, very kind. Thank you very much. We're fine.
1: Absolutely fine. Just, uh, you know, this is a hobby for us and sometimes just don't have time. Things get in the way. Yeah. You know, so life, life and life and love and everything else. We aim to try and do it every couple of weeks, don't we? We do. Yeah. We always said that we would never make it a chore not that it ever is a chore talking to you, James. It's a pleasure. Oh, don't. Don't you make me blush. Adam Greenwood. Oh, yeah. Turns to comment. He says, hi, James and Malcolm. Oh, you've mentioned you first. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> Hope you are both well. A couple of thoughts running through my little brain. I've been looking at various model selling sites, veteranists and Facebook selling groups. I purchase very little as my stash is already sable. <laughs> S-A-B-L-E. And I've noticed the phrase stash thinning or similar a lot lately. Also, sadly, one or two people hit by economic hardship. Do you think we are at a peak of modelling, or is it just my imagination? Secondly, will the extreme heat affect kits in storage? Attics, for example. Is there any data on the temperatures that styrene is okay at? Uh, That's it for now. Cheers, Adam. (laughs) Cheers, Adam, he says. Ah, I'm not uh, an expert on kit storage but i can tell you that the storage container that models for heroes keep a lot of model kits in all the kits are fine perfectly fine and that gets very hot that gets you know 40 degrees or so everything's um, laying flat a lot of the kits are could have warped already so they probably warp them back straight Uh (laughs) nothing is really stacked on top of each other too much and everything's fine as long as you've stored it well uh, you haven't kind of squished it all up. I don't think the plastic could get that bad.
0: I think it's, uh, to be honest, this is a question that came in. I, I noticed it too late to ask that a person that might know, but I am going to email someone that might know the answer to this question and see if I can, um, get an answer and put it up in, uh, in the Facebook. So watch out for that.
1: I know when you stretch sprue, you light it, don't you underneath? And then it, t- it yeah. takes a while for it to shift. So the, 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 yeah. the melting point is quite high. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know either if, if if the melting point is like a snap or if it's a, a linear curve. You know, the hotter it gets, the more malleable it gets. I don't know. It's, my kits are certainly fine in my garage. Uh, the ones in the container are certainly fine as well.
0: I think at the end of the day, what you have to remember is you know here in the UK we don't get hot that often, and there are other countries that are much hotter than us. Uh, there isn't a you know a warning that goes out every time it goes over a certain temperature. So uh, I think it would probably be more than fine uh, in attics. Obviously, like Malcolm says, as long as you're not squashed together and they are stacked in a way which is sensible, it shouldn't mm. be too much of a problem. And in relation to the other part of your statement, people hit by economic hardships, and, and did we think that? We've cut, we're at a peak in modelling. Uh, this probably isn't a newsflash in any way, shape or form, really, but uh, I can tell you in the UK, us modelers are going to see an extreme dip of availability. So bear that in mind when you're thinning your stash. Because I can tell you that some of the Asian market uh, are struggling uh, with the cost of shipping and the the pound and how the dollar is and all that sort of stuff. And there are going to be suppliers who are going to drop people, drop companies. Um, and I know that for a fact because I'm aware of one particular um, wholesaler who has dropped all but three from that region in the last month. Purely because it cost £26,000 for a container, uh, whereas it used to cost £5,000. Mm. Uh, and obviously the exchange rate as a container is in dollars. Uh, the pound is not doing well on the, uh, on the markets at the moment. And then obviously the other currencies are also finding it hard, if you like, to get uh, decent rates. So, yeah, in the UK, be warned. Uh, there is going to be some shortages of things. We most certainly are going to see a little bit of a drop-off, especially at the moment while the economics are like they are around the world. It's, it's going to be an interesting time, I think, in the next couple of couple of months and, and years.
1: He says, uh, do you think we're at peak modelling? We're not going to any more people interested? I certainly don't think so. I think it's my vision is clouded because the more I model, the more I'm into it and the more people I meet that are modelling. But I don't know if that's because I'm just more into the hobby and the scene, and the social side.
0: Interest in the model making? No, definitely. It's, it's, uh, it's still climbing rapidly, in fact. Even more so, with lockdown and everything. Returning yeah. to their uh, roots,
1: and people interested in looking after their mental state and well-being, people trying to get into hobbies and all sorts of stuff.
0: Mm. And I think also, also the other thing to bear in mind as well with it, Malcolm, is that we, you know we've had this period where we couldn't go and do anything, so we found hobbies and things that we can do that are relatively cheap. Um, instead of going on holiday and all that sort of thing, people are going to be cutting back, and holidays could potentially be one of them. So mm. they might say, do you know what? I'm not going to have those two holidays this year. I'm going to have one, uh, and I'm going to use some of the money that I've saved from the second holiday to pay some bills, and a little bit of it I'm going to pay on a on modelling or a hobby. Well, I'm going to build that that sailing ship that I've always
1: wanted to build. Yeah, absolutely. And then I can sail around the world on it. Uh, that could be a thing, couldn't it? You know, People have staycations and... Home holidays don't they you could have a, a holiday just building the model kit absolutely yeah oh that'd be good
0: so yeah great question um uh, uh, yeah thanks for writing in i really appreciate it adam those are our thoughts mm-hmm.
1: um right so the what's next we did that we did that we did that so we need to talk about the thing
0: well yeah we're going to be talking about the thing today that's that's going to be that's gonna be the subject matter. So
1: what do you want to do? Do you wanna do walnuts? Do you want to do musaro? Do you wanna do the subject? Do you wanna do a shout out for Stash or Cash?
0: Okay, so let's let's just breeze through this really quickly. Um let's start with the walnut challenge and then let's go on to the Moosuru Cup Walnut Challenge, Groupion! Oh my god, the Walnut Challenge is finished. Don't you believe it?
1: Well, I do believe it, yes, because uh, that's the nature of time. I, I, it's interesting. I spoke to a couple of people in the last week that said, oh, i got my walnuts here. Here they are. And I said, oh, crock, you only got a few few days left. Said, what? When's it end, end? So I told them to the end, ending date. Then I also had to tell them, that, don't worry about the rules. Don't Nobody seems to no, care about absolutely. the rules anymore. So <laughs> you do whatever you like. And in all honesty, I don't think it matters. You know, if you put
0: something in late, the page is not going to be taken down, is it? No. And in fact, to be honest, I would encourage you, if you're listening to this and you think, oh, no, I've got my nuts and I haven't done anything with them. It's never too late. Never too late to play with your nuts. Right. So just get them out and do what you're going to do with them and pop them up in the Facebook group. And the reason I'm saying that, one of the reasons I'm saying that, is in fact because I know it will annoy Malcolm greatly if people break the rules. He's not a rule breaker. <laughs> <I> That's <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus, also, if I'm totally honest, I'm. And Malcolm, I don't think Malcolm knows this, or maybe he does. Maybe I did tell him. I can't remember. But um, <clears throat> unfortunately, I may have challenged a few other people that um, I've given them the ability to be outside the rules. And complete light.
1: The you know, rules don't mean nothing no. anymore. One person breaks them and everyone's just like, oh, is this, that's the case, is it? Oh, okay, fine. Free for all. But in all seriousness, though, um th- the deadline will be uh, November properly because that will be Telford. And that's when we're going to encourage people to put their nuts that they've built out on their show tables in their clubs. Or if you you know, don't have a club, then take it, bring it along and we'll find somewhere to put them all. And we'll make a
0: little map of all the walnuts you can go find. So this is the good thing about this challenge, you see, because if they don't have a club to put their their nuts on, on -hmm. a table, Mm -hmm. right? Because part of the rules, which we all follow, obviously, is that you have to have both parts can shut. Mm -hmm. It means people can come to Telford with their nuts in their pocket and whip them out and say, look what I did with my nuts. Yeah, there you go. I encourage
1: you to come to Telford and show everybody your nuts, (laughs) said Malcolm.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's there for history now. <laughs> as long as he doesn't edit it out. Oh <laughs> yeah,
1: well, it'll be a first for everything. All you have to do is, in November, tell me whereabouts you are, obviously, so I can come and find your yeah. nuts and then we can put them on my map. And so, yeah, I, I'm assuming then, by your positive stance on extending, that you haven't done anything with your walnuts. I'll have you know, I resemble that remark. Mm-hmm, I thought so. Never mind. Well, you've got till November.
0: Oh, oh, it's been extended. Yeah, it's officially extended. It, we? extend it till November. Uh, funny enough, I was funneling with them only only today when I was cleaning up the bench because I've got a lot a lot on at the moment, and um, I uh, I promised that I would do a live, which I haven't done yet.
1: I don't think you know the word promise means, <laughs> or is it a James promise?
0: It's uh, yeah. I'm sure there's a word for that, and I'm sure our listeners will let us know what that means, but. <laughs> I I am going to do it and uh, I'm not going to say any more than that because otherwise it, it gets rolled into a promise. And... So, more importantly, I, I, we've got to get out of this section real quick because I am ready and absolutely gagging to understand a little bit more about the Moosaroo Cup is back! Moosaroo Cup, the
1: Moosaroo Cup. Let's talk about the Moosaroo Cup. Yeah, it is. Mm. And in quite spectacular form, too. I have in front of me, right now, I'll paint a picture for our listeners, I have right in front of me a white box. And this white box has lots of airmail stickers on it, and it has stamps on it, and it has uh, Avion on it, and it's come directly from the foreign country of Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Directly from the, the IPMS Hamilton dudes. It is containing a plastic model kit, according to the customs label on the front here. Ah. Crikey, it was on the 20th, and today it is the 27th. Seven days to get here. That's great. Ah. Thank you so much, guys, for organizing this and doing all the uh, logistics surrounding this. It's, it's not easy, I'm sure, and I do appreciate it. Uh, personally
0: and i'm sure james does as well said so before oh absolutely yeah i'm so, I'm, I'm really sorry that we couldn't be there for the official unveiling no uh we, at the nats no. um yeah we, we, we're doing our own our unofficial unveiling right now
1: well we watched we watched uh lots of the lives and things didn't we? we did the, the posts and stuff we like did that. yeah yeah
0: not yep. that i'm jealous in any way shape or form boys <clears throat> Oh, I'm extremely jealous. <laughs> extremely. Right, shall I open it? Yes, please. Can't
1: wait any longer. Da-da-da. So I am opening the box. I am using a
0: red scalpel to cut the plastic, and it's the sharp end he's using, just to watch out for health and safety. We have to, We do have a person behind him in a yellow fluorescent jacket, just to make sure that everything is safe for him.
1: <laughs> safety is paramount. Absolutely. Right. Oh, it's one of those flappy tops. Oh. Oh. Inside this box there is a envelope. On it says Roo Four Top Secret." Got a couple of Heritage Con stickers. Hey. Yeah. We love stickers, don't we? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And in oh, then the main event, obviously, inside here is a Armour Hobby kit. Yes, it is the P51 BC Mustang from Armour Hobby in 172nd scale. Cool. The box is rather small. It is. Look at that. Yeah. It's a Diddy box. Mm. If I remember right, this kit packs quite a punch. Um, it does. Yeah. It's the uh, yeah, so there's a fifty-one B C B or C Mustang. Well, the Mustang is a, is an officially licensed product too. And on the back, uh-huh. there is one, two, three, four, six different decal options. Ooh. yeah, so we can have the P fifty-one B Mustang Ding Haio from nineteen forty-four. We can have the P fifty-one C Mustang Avelina nineteen forty-five. Oh, this one's a nice one. This is the uh, Mustang Mark III from 1945 from the Polish Air Force. Oh. Yeah, I thought that was a, an RAF one there, but it's not. It's
0: Polish. No, it's Polish, yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. F6C Mustang, and it's also in 1944. That is in a very nice checkered pattern with the, the tail and the nose and a checkery, checkery, checkery. Oh, checkery, Check it out. Mm, it's a shiny metal thing as well so that'll be interesting uh, an italian one from 1945 also looks like ref colors but i guess that's european uh world war 2 isn't it and then the Snooky, my pal snookie 1944 wow that's a nice one too
0: mm. nice yellow nose yeah Huh? i like that there's i thought they'd pretty much be all bare metal but they're not are they? No they're not no so the dinghao ones features on the front is kind of an olive green all over. Oh,
1: I like that. lots of uh, potential. Yeah, cool. Wow that oh, oh, blinding. 170 second scale. I haven't built a world 70 second scale kit for many, many years. I started my hobbying doing 172nd. Uh, fast jets, F-15s, tornadoes, typhoons. Ooh, okay. Before I touch the kit, I'm going to read the letter. Oh, yeah, let's do that. There we go. It says, Lightspeed Global and IPMS Hamilton Modelers Club. Hello, podcasters. IPMS Hamilton and Lightspeed Global are proud to once again sponsor the Musaru Cup, a friendly competition between the titans of the scale modeling podcast community. You are being provided with Armor Hobbies P51 BC. Must thank it in one 70 second scale to build, detail, and finish to the best of your abilities. No, Dave of Plastic Model Mojo did not pay us off. <laughs> Knowing the competitive nature that you each possess, we here at IPMS Hamilton anticipate stellar builds. Oh. Here are some guidelines to help you along your way. You have between now and midnight on March the 11th, 2023, to complete your build. The provided kit is to be built out of the box, including markings. That means no aftermarket photo etch, resin cockpits, all wheels, decals, etc. Entries will be judged by a group of IPMS Hamilton volunteers applying the IPMS judging principles. Submit a minimum of six. That's six. Uh, up to a maximum of 10 high-quality, unedited digital images. At least three full-subject images should be without base or background, i.e. single-colour backdrop. Additional details on image formatting, naming convention should be provided at a later date. For full disclosure, images may be viewed by judging on a 50-inch or larger TV monitor, oh. and it is IPMS Hamilton's intent to project all the entries on the big screen during HeritageCon con 2023
0: Woo-hoo-hoo.
1: the winning entry will be announced on march 26, 2023 as part of heritage con 2023 entries are to be submitted to this email address ipms hamilton look forward to tracking the progress of your builds over the coming months we hope you have some fun along the way too we would also like to extend an invitation to each podcast and your listeners around the world to join us at heritage con on march the 26th 2023 at the canadian warplane heritage museum in mount hope ontario happy modeling the ipms hamilton crew googling tickets as we speak i bet you are yes wow feels amazing to be part of this uh this thing mm. i don't know how you felt when you did uh moose three but uh, yeah, I feel quite
0: honoured to be part of this. Humble and yeah, definitely.
1: And in no way scared at
0: all. No, um, I have noticed that you are down to the bone on your your fingers, or is it knuckles? I'm not sure. I'm swimming in a pile of shit as well, but <laughs> 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 right, I'm going to open up the kit. Here we go. You're going to do you're going to do some sp- funky pictures for of the kit anyway. So I'll do some photos. Yeah. It,
1: oh, okay. It's got little uh photo etch um seat belts and the like oh look at that an instruction manual ooh wow all crikey. instructions look beefy decal sheet it is stock full of uh different pictures images have you built an armor hobby kit before
0: i haven't no I'm, i've done a, i've read a read a few articles on it but no i've not not built one the instruction manual is
1: wow it looks really 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 detailed Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lots of different colors, different numbers. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like all the way they cut the canopy and things like the rails and stuff. Yeah. Lovely. So it's the colors and stuff. Well, that's going to be good. And then, of course, they have the color call outs and the decor positions at the back. I'll have to decide which one I'm going to do. Wow. And do some research. Oh, Oh, I'm quite excited about that. Right. And then the kit itself. Okay. Oh, lovely. Yeah, that's, that's quite nice. The molding is spot on. Total difference between gloss and matte. There's lots and lots of detail. Well, not even like too much detail, like um, panel line gaps. You, you won't be able to see it on the camera at all. The panel lining in the center part of that wing is incredibly subtle. Mm. And the rest of the paneling is lovely. Oh, it's beautiful. I could look at this all day. They clearly knew what they're doing, these guys. It looks like the kit is going to go together really, really well as well. Do you know what I mean? There's lots of um, clipping points. And Mm -hmm. where the fuselage meets, there are slots and tabs. Mm. I can see the undercarriage flaps, for instance, have have tabs on them to be put into the bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, that's going to be cool. A double thumbs up. A double thumbs up. I, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I tell you, though, it's going to be a challenge to decide on what decal option I'm going to do. I will have to do some research and find out what I can do, what is the best best one I can find the research on. And and also, maybe go and find a pit Mustang in the UK to have a look at.
0: Mm. Do we know of any? Certainly one. There's a Duxford, I'm pretty certain there's one up there.
1: Oh, there's a mask set as well.
0: A mask set. Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah, yeah, mask set. Oh, that's helpful. Look, an Eddard's weekend set, isn't it, I guess?
0: Yeah, I guess so. I'll have to have a Google and try and find some stuff. Maybe we can do a road trip. And if we do a road trip, then what we'll do is I will take my camera with me and some radio mics. Mm, all right. Watch you dribbling all over a P51 and then being thrown out of the museum. Uh, you know, it's quite easy to do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's go on the road
1: and um, see what we trouble we can get into.
0: And if anyone is listening that owns a P-51 in the UK and uh, wants us to come and have a play, then uh, let, drop us a line. You never know. Stranger things have happened.
1: They have, yes. Uh, P-51 BC, this is. I can't wait.
0: No, I can't wait. I hope that I can do... When we got the news of what it was, I was... Uh, there were pangs of pain of the fact that I couldn't be involved. Um, but um, I'm going to really enjoy you watching you do that.
1: <laughs> you, you get to bark at me from the sidelines. And and whip me into submission. Remind me every time we speak that I've only got till March. (laughs) Do do you know
0: the only thing that, out of all of that, in which is could be interesting to see, is whether it's a case of. So, Malcolm, is there a Musaru update? No. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Any Musaru updates?
1: No. Shut up. Okay.
0: All I would say to our colleagues that are taking part: be gentle. Please. Because Malcolm is very nervous. Although I've already told him he's got nothing to worry about.
1: Well, so I watched the video of when these kits were given out when they were all sat down in you know in the gnats and they're given out and yeah. you know, they give a kit to to Ivan and I'm thinking, I'm gonna be in a competition with Ivan. Oh crikey Moses, that's gonna be interesting. And then they give a kit to Will Patterson and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Never in my life. And I thought I'd ever be in the same competition as Will or Ivan, and then they're both in the same one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's only eight eight
1: different pit groups. I would say only eight,
0: but it's not like thousands of people where I can just hide. Ooh. It's funny, isn't it? Because the the one, the one thing I thought of is, do you know what? I think it's got a bit harder because there just happens to be some more people involved. And maybe it was a little easier for me because... There wasn't as many, but I've got absolute faith in you. <laughs> okay, yeah, no pressure.
1: Well, will be interesting to see what everyone else has chosen as their decal option as well. And I think that's going to be the real key is getting that right to what skills I can bring to the the kit and what um, research I can do in terms of weathering, because weathering obviously is going to be free for all. It's out of the box, but they're not going to put any restrictions on. To yeah, so I'd, I'd like to do it as accurate as I possibly can, which is not like me actually. So, hmm. All right, here we go. Cool, great choice, guys. Great choice. Thank you,
0: guys, for um, letting us join. Let's get on to the main subject, shall we?
1: This here episode that you are currently listening to on your device is three D printing. It's what we've decided that uh, would be this this week's topic. This was suggested to us, wasn't it? It was indeed. Yeah, I don't remember who by, but the person who it is uh, suggested to us knows who it is. So yeah, <laughs> here we are now around to your uh, subject that you requested. So 3D printing, not something that I am an expert in. However, I can tell you all of my opinions. <laughs> I'm quite happy to tell you what I think, uh, what I think the future of 3D printing is, where, where 3D printing has in, its, uh, in the hobby and what I've used 3D printing for in the past. Mm -hmm. and will be using it for in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, What about you? What's your experience
0: with 3D printing? Uh, I do have a 3D printer. I'm not an expert by any means, but the joys of uh, Thingiverse and all the other Mm. sites of joy, they've given me um, an eye-opener. Because I bought it because it was um, an entry-level resin printer. I would say it was cheap for what it was. It wasn't the top range at the time I bought it. When did you buy it? well i've had it now would you believe i think three years or more oh wow okay so my printer isn't any cubic proton Mm -hmm. it has its limitations but depending on the files um that you have you can get some pretty good things out of it i've got to be honest okay so i bought it initially because i thought to myself being someone that likes dioramas it would be really cool to be able to to print things to go in dioramas stowage and all that sort of stuff which there is a An abundance of stuff that you can get hold of. Yeah. Some of it is well designed in CAD and some of it isn't. So you have to be a bit picky in some respects. There is a market, of course, to buy uh, files. And, you know, please, I I ask you to do so because obviously that helps fund uh, the designers to do more. But there are sites in which you can pick up the same files for free, which people unfortunately do share, which is a bit naughty. And I try to avoid them as best I can. If I can support someone i will
1: you're always going to get that in any any of these kind of hobbies, aren't you where people can copy things uh, reprint things you know like even like figures and things like that people could do repops and remolds and things like that can't they So
0: it's um it's unfortunate, but there's also you know going along with the three d printer is the three d scanner uh, which is is really thundering along now and uh, its ability to, to create the the 3D model, if you like. So there's going to be even more things that are copied and unlicensed and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, that's the negative side. With what I've actually used it for, so figures, in many respects, what I've printed the most of. Um, oh, okay. I, I think I've printed somewhere in the region of 15 or 20 different figures, ranging from uh, gaming-type figures, which i I know nothing about nothing about who they are or anything like that yeah to a star wars nativity
1: scene <laughs> i remember that yeah
0: i found this mandalorian nativity scene and um showed it to my friend and uh my friend is a, a star wars freak he just fell over himself and said oh i'll buy the resin please print it for me so i did <laughs> and uh it came out really well yeah I don't think he's painted it yet, unfortunately. But oh, What? Come on. Yeah, I know. He's had it quite a while, too. But anyway, I thoroughly enjoyed doing that and it made complete sense to me. The other things in which I've done with it as well is I've, I have done the dioramary sort of stuff. So I've pretty printed some science fiction uh, junkyard sort of scenes yes. for, for a diorama, yes, yes. Uh, which was brilliant. I have 3D printed the, the, the crates and, and the bits and pieces that you add into a diorama. You have used it as you had intended. I have, yeah, but um, nowhere near, near, nowhere as near as I had. I mean, I've got lots of files in which um, I have uh, collections on Thingiverse, for example. So, um, in one of my things files, I quickly run through it with you. So, I have got, um, I have got the signal box levers for a rail signal box because that's a project that's coming up soon. I have got wardrobes, I've got wicker chairs, um, I've got uh, dining room chairs, I've got oil cans, window frames, doors, oh, the abundance of stuff. They're, so they're the sort of things in which I was hoping to do with it. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things in which I did, obviously, was a, a supplies crate from World War Two, which I actually printed and have used and painted and put in one of my dioramas. Supplies. Supplies. They're the sort of things in which I initially was going down the road. This mm-hmm. this road four. Um however, Star Wars has featured quite heavily. <laughs> so I have got a Boba Fett, I have got um a couple of pod racing vehicles, uh I've got the ATST. You were gonna do me a pod race. <laughs> yes. I'd I it's only now looking at it that I remember about that. Yeah. Um, but yes, there's that. And I've got some of the Star Wars Legend, uh, Legion, sorry, uh droids. Oh, you just got loads of stuff, loads and loads of stuff. Not all of them printed, of course, but you know, they're there. And then, of course, the crazy world of figures and stuff. So, I've 3D printed a Poba Fett sitting on his uh, spacecraft, which was a a comical sort of figure, uh, which I've thoroughly enjoyed painting that. That was really cool. But I've also got a Mark II TIE fighter, Mm -hmm. Um, I have got lots of other characters that are unpronounceable for me. Uh, I've got the Mandalorian. I've got the Creel riding on the Blurg. Yeah, Blarg. That's what I've got. I've got that printed for me by
1: one of your friends, Carl, has actually printed yes. that. That was that was. ooh, you know what? That was like the beginning of lockdown, or even before. Yeah, it was well, back. before lockdown, twenty twenty, early twenty twenty, that was. I remember. Um, mm. I think he had just got his printer. Was remarking to somebody else about this the model that he had He was going to print. And I kind of said, oh, what about me? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. I'd love to have done that too. And then it turned up in a post, bless him. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I got, got down and dirty and got that done really quickly and uh, thanked him for that. So talking about 3D printing stuff, yeah, the things that I have 3D printed are that particular Mandalorian diorama with Quill and I also got somebody to do me a, a Yoda, a baby Yoda. Yeah. Steph. Yeah. And that came out lovely really really pleased with that that's one of the things as well people who have 3d printers going to really enjoy printing things for other people saying look you know i've got this this, yeah. this thing come and tell me what you want and i'll, and I'll print it for you obviously it's yeah. not free but uh yeah it's, it that's been quite fun other things that get 3d printed i i we've got a 3d printer at models for heroes and we use it to make the glue guardians that just hold on to mm. extra thin and and uh, the mix cement and things like that Mm. And so, you know, that's a, just a basic FDM printer. It's practical. You know, you, you make something that you doesn't exist, you make it with your computer and you know, it now exists. I,
0: I think that's the one thing in which I it surprised me a little bit with 3D printer. I mean, obviously, the one I have is a resin printer. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones I don't really understand as as much. The, the idea of, of a filament and all that sort of thing mm. I don't it's not something I ov- overly like the th- the resin printer um gives you uh, the opportunity to have a lot of detail however with that said since I've had the 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 one I've got technology has moved forward um uh, not latest one from anycubic is um massively reduced the printing time and the quality and um I know Ivan has has got one of those as well as um I think four people from that podcast. I think they've all got one. Wow. Uh, and they, they just knock out phenomenal things. But yeah, this is the problem. This is the one thing I find, because effectively it's just like a computer, in that you buy it, you buy the top singing all dancing computer, um, and the moment you walk out of the shop, it's surpassed by the next one and the one after that. Yeah. But the resin printer that I've got does does a pretty good job and the the latest thing that i printed obviously was the the tank the fuel tank or tank the whatever it is that goes into my hell diver. and now that that was amazing the fact that i i knew someone that could do the CAD work because i couldn't i i haven't managed to fall down that trap yet mm. but the effort he put in and, it, and in fairness although it took him a little while um i could understand that once you get to to to, to know what you're doing it's fairly simple in some respect yeah and and as challenging and rewarding as building a model itself because that's what you're doing but it's just on the computer screen and then you bring it yeah, yeah um so so having one yeah absolutely i can see them being like you said that uh it's going to be similar to having uh, a microwave in the in the kitchen you know it's just a normal standard thing The the one thing that i will say the thing that will hold a lot of people back is the cost right now the um the resin side of things although you can get um a resin that can be washed with water instead of alcohol and all that sort of stuff um things will progress things will get better but um right now it is um it is definitely a a luxury item yeah i think you're right
1: uh, also the one of the things that puts me off is the is the danger of it the toxicity of it You know, I know you said you can get water-based ones, but it's still, you know, not nice. It's not nice stuff.
0: Oh, no, 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 that's
1: right. And I'd rather, you know, someone else to do that bit, to be honest. Uh, And plus, it's another thing I've got to learn, add to the things that I've got to do (laughs) to to work out. And I'd rather get someone else to do that and know what they're doing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I felt the same, um, but I'll be honest, I've done a little bit of work um, uh, in in more the uh, software that comes with it. Yeah. So what I mean by yeah. that is that I've I have purchased a couple of builds and scaled them up as best I can, mm. and the the software works pretty well. To to as long you know as long as you're concentrating on your X and Ys and Zs and all that, mm-hmm. you, you know you, you can't really make that much of an error. So for example, one of the other things in which I uh, printed was the spaceship. Right. I remember that. Yes. Yes. So when I scaled that up, obviously. I tried my best to concentrate on the biggest parts, <laughs> so it would be reasonably easy. I had a few failures here and there with the print, but you know it's printed quite well, and the quality is pretty good. I've got to be honest; it's not it's not as good as maybe a plastic kit in some respects, but I think you know the more, the more modern printers definitely would would bring out that that detail and etc. So. You know, um, and some of the figures as well. I've made a few figures that that aren't... When you buy it, they should be sort of nine centimetres high, no more than that, and I've gone stupid and gone massive, big as I can.
1: The detail gets lost, doesn't it? It does a little bit, yeah. What about um, painting them then? So I had the, the Mandalorian one painted up, so I had the, had it on the shelf because I loved the, the, the show. And I think probably a lot of people, when uh, the Mandalorian came out, A lot of people got involved in getting that printed out and and painted. I've got that because it's cool, but I remember there was a little bit of cleanup to do because there's lots of layers and things like that on it. It wasn't too bad at all, but uh, take off the the rods and the struts and the braces and the noggins and everything else. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if that's still the case, if you still have to do that kind of thing, or if you can buy them pre-cut open.
0: The noggins and stuff that you're talking about are are the supports. So when you do supports, the, so when yes. you do the prints, yeah. you, you've got all the supports. There are people out there that do three D printing that can knock them off without any trial, and um, there's okay. not very little cleanup. Haven't got to that stage yet, if I'm honest. And that is the only right. thing that I find a little frustrating because the, the resin is quite brittle. So I'm told the best time to do it is when the resin hasn't set, um, and you. <laughs> I find it quite difficult to handle um, a gooey figure that's still pliable in some respects and start taking bits and pieces off. Yeah, that's a bit worrying. <laughs> I haven't played with that too much. I've generally let let it set sufficiently enough to then play around with it at the end. But what I have found out is that fillers work uh, yeah. and all that sort of thing. So it's it's a similar sort of principle but you just have to take a little bit of time on it. And obviously when you're sanding your resin, take the correct precautions because it is toxic. Mm -hmm. Do it at your arm's length,
1: all the masks and everything. The thing I was interested in talking to you about was where you saw 3D printing in the hobby. So I don't know currently what the IPMS judging requirements are for 3D printing parts, whether you're allowed to add them to different
0: things. Do you know? I don't know off the top of my head. However, I was in a meeting on Monday with some creators, YouTube creators, and it came up in conversation, and I'm told that IPMS have got its own rules in relation to 3D printing, so own category, if you like. Now, right. I'm assuming that's a, the whole build as a, a 3D printed item. I yeah. think the extras that you might put in a diorama would, would not merit any worry if it was printed or whether it was photo etch or scratch build. or whatever. I think it all comes into the same thing. Uh, but yeah, there there is a move towards having its own own status, for want of a better phrase.
1: Makes complete sense to me. You've, you've still got, we've still got the human element of trying to put the thing together, mm. trying to present it, trying to paint it the right colours and all that kind mm. of stuff. Um, you know, uh, and someone's got to build it on a computer. Whether they're building it with their hands or building it with a computer, it's still done by by hand, by eye, by a human being. It is, yeah.
0: I think for me personally, that the way I see three D printing going. I think a little bit like COVID. Okay. (laughs) This is a scary comment, okay? And And I'm probably going to be proved wrong to a degree. But at the moment, the world seems to be going through a bit of a phase where things cost an awful lot of money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think 3D printers have come down in price. They're more available. They're more accessible. And the cost of running them is more accessible. From the community in which I see generally in the modeling community, is there is the acceptance of 3D modeling, there is the acceptance of printing, and I think it's becoming more and more prevalent in the hobby. I wouldn't be surprised that during this economic squeeze that we're having right now around the world, that there may be the opportunity for some modeling companies to Mm. expand their range, to include things in which you can 3d print out at home oh okay well like files and things absolutely now will that mean that the the, the plastic modeling kit business dies a death no i don't think that's the case i th- I think that will carry on stronger and stronger as it is right now I, I don't think that will change but we do get into a situation with both the plastic and also resin believe it or not a lot of work going on in the background as to finding a material that's similar or has different properties so it can either be recycled or not be as toxic as it is and maybe plant based. Right, okay. Well that makes complete sense to me. Yeah. So you know, we're gonna move along that road because obviously oil um and, and all that is involved in making of plastics and resins and all that. So yeah, there's that that's gonna have an effect. Now, newsflash. I think it's already out there if I'm honest. I went on Monday to an event held by Airfix. And in that, we, of course, asked the question of where they think 3D printing is going, whether it will take over the hobby, will will it have a massive effect on their business, etc., etc. And as it stands right now, the people in power, the people that know, don't necessarily have the answer as to how they would move forward into that world. So that meaning that your new release buccaneer um or K2 ambulance is gonna come in a plastic in a box and it's gonna be injection molded. However, I know for a fact that AirFix are looking into accessories. Okay. or well, 3D print till bull ones. Yeah. You may have the opportunity to download a file to get accessories to a model. Rather than them creating an accessories box pack kit. So that's something they're looking into. But also more surprising than that Uh Humbrol are having a little bit of reinvention of themselves as well right? and they have got coming to market a 3D printer Really? Yep Are you allowed to say that? I am allowed to say that, yeah They are bringing to market a 3D printer and the price range of this 3D printer will be within people's reach That is very interesting However mm. I pre-warn you Mm-hmm. It's not a resin printer, but it's a, a cute little box. It looks quite interesting. And the reason they're doing it, they're going down that road. Is I think these are not these were their words. This is my understanding of what they said to me. Is that they want to encourage the youth into the hobby, and they see three D printing as a entry level into the hobby. So going back when I was a kid, back in the eighteen whatever it was, I remember computers bbc computers acorn electron computers and all those wonderful computers and i remember my reaction which was whatever not interested and the youth right now are into cad they're into potentially 3d printing and i think they are going to try and find an avenue into the market to be a part of that they're ironing out some creases here and there but it is going to be extremely accessible okay and i think it's going to be one of those things that some children might go i don't want an xbox or a playstation i want that Hmm. and then it can be used to do all sorts of magical things and i think that is amazing given that you sit down with airfix and they say well you know not really something we're looking at we are sort of looking at it but not really and then the other arm of the business humbrol well no we're embracing it we're getting a 3d printer there we've got it that's it (laughs)
1: well they've got big 3d printers down at airfix
0: their 3d printing system is a absolutely awesome amazing super expensive Mm. for for what they use it for to do prototypes checking some of the designs out that they're doing before they go on to the next stage etc absolutely essential no question about it Mm. but i think maybe one of the hang-ups with 3d printing is not the fact that model companies don't want to do it it's understanding how they can prevent it from being pirated make a business from it where they're earning money rather than seeing their product being duplicated and and given away if they can figure that i can seriously see that coming a big part of the hobby
1: yeah i think that once the larger companies start making 3d printers and they become accessible and they they are in Argos and John Lewis and everything else and you can buy them for Christmas I think the market will accelerate absolutely like I said at the beginning popular microwaves they'll have one in their hobby room or their bedroom or whatever and the printing stuff
0: well breaking news John Lewis do have a 3D printer in their store for you to buy it's already there the, the price bracket at the moment generally speaking in the high street stores they're quite high and if I had a choice between the printer in John Lewis if I had a choice between their printer and an, an any cubic printer. I'd go for an any cubic printer all day long. Almost to the point saying to Humbrol, I think it's a great idea, but why filament? Why haven't you gotten resin? Cost, I expect. I don't know. I think I think mainly it's because they're producing a product that's entry level. Yeah. And they don't see resin as entry level. I
1: think you're right. And I think you know you can sell FDM filament. Without having to have government
0: guidelines on resin cell sales and things like that, probably this is definitely one of the one of the reasons I think they've gone down that road is because obviously Humbrol have come a bit of a cropper over the last few months in relation to legislation of ingredients to paints and once bitten, twice shy and all that. So I can understand it.
1: Uh, you no, know, I think it's a good thing. I think it's great. I think it's I think it's amazing being the Christmas cracker, wasn't it? Yeah, three D printer.
0: It has really come to that point where you know it will be something that literally. Underneath the tree, open it up. Oh wow, look at this! Plug and play. Yeah, crack on. In print. It really is plug and play. Even the resin, plug and play. Really, <laughs> one of the reasons I bought what I bought is plug and play. I, I'm no master. <laughs> I don't have a degree uh. of any sort, a degree of sarcasm,
1: but that's about it. Yeah. Well, I know when I've done a bit of three D printing at um at the unit, the uh, getting the bed level and getting everything else level is, and it's very picky. It's very picky about what you do and how you set up if the door opens
0: right if the door opens and a breeze comes through it gets very upset <laughs> it's, it's a little bit like your very old granny isn't it got to sit in the right chair got to be at the right level
1: shut that door
0: gotta have no drafts gotta have a full glass of sherry blah 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 you know very much so but i mean that humbrol when i say entry level i'm talking about a couple hundred quid that's what they're marketing it at and i think that's a cracking price a cracking idea So well done, Humbral. Very cool. Good news.
1: We briefly talked about the licensing, Mm -hmm. making it so people could be pirating stuff. Is there a way, do you think, that they could
0: attribute a, a license format Yes, there is. Um, I mean, some of the products you buy right now are licensed. It clearly gives you a warning and it clearly says that if you break the, the license, you will be pursued. Mm-hmm. The problem with pursuing licenses is it costs a lot of money. Yeah. Unless you've got a lot of money and you're a big business, it's going to be very difficult to place. Uh, yeah, I guess there is that. If it's on a certain site, it's down to the site to make sure it's got the right licenses, blah, blah, blah. 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 Yeah. I think we have had a lot of experience through many different outlets that sort of policing is loose to say the least so until they find a way in which to really hammer it down it's going to be very difficult i mean even to the point where you you buy a product you download it once and it has a uh, self-destruct in it that you can only print it once or something like that and i suppose there's the ability but the people that want to pirate that stuff will have no the ability to override it so Hmm. i don't think if i'm honest i don't really see a way around it well maybe
1: it's down to pricing then i think the copying and, and, and pirating of films recently has dropped way down because the cost of netflix and the cost of disney plus and everything's really low you can buy you can watch a film brand new film for a couple of quid now yep. online absolutely uh, and it, you know you get it high quality straight to your to tv you don't have to do any downloading or anything at all well
0: the, the, the thing with pirating uh, films and that sort of thing was that you know it came out on a film on a video and it cut or a disc or whatever if you like you say if you make it as accessible as possible at a price that people feel is accessible then for two quid why would you want to keep a copy of it
1: yeah it makes sense just to pay the extra cash mm. rather than uh, you know, risk a jail Oh, fine
0: <laughs> as well. Because it's streaming now. Uh, I mean, yeah, you can sit there with your camcorder and video, but then, uh, how many people in the world have got videos and uh, and things like that now? You know, you look at my home, for example. I have got a video player. I have got a CD player. I have got a music stand with music stand. How old do I sound? Uh, a music box where I can put my CDs in, but I haven't bought a CD in twenty years. No, I lie. That's, that's a lie. Actually, I might have bought a couple, but they were because they went in my car. But now, everything music-wise, everything I do it's streamed. I, I don't I don't bother because I can just press a button and it's accessible and it's there. Well, that's what they need to do,
1: then, isn't it? Somebody and that
0: someone. is what they need to do. They need to find a way to make it so accessible that it just isn't worth the effort of pirating. It could be
1: that um, your 3D printer is connected directly to the internet and you purchase your thing that you want to build or make, and it downloads it directly into it, you know directly in um, and so they probably control the types of files and things like that are used then.
0: There are ways around it in some respect, but there will always be someone trying to find a way around that anyway so yeah yes i think I think the time will come where certainly like like airfix have alluded to, where you know certain add-ons and bits and pieces you can 3D, like for example, different um loads on an aircraft. You know, you might get a particular load in your kit, and if you want extra load, um, you you go online and, and just print it off. How do you mean load? What, what do you mean? Well, you know, your, your uh, weapons load. Oh, right, right, yeah. So it, it'll come with a basic weapon load, and then if you want all singing all dancing or a, a completely different type of weapon, uh, which is happening right now, remember, you know, I've worked on this aircraft and that's not right, so I want this particular load, or this is what I remember when I was in service, etc., etc. They're already doing that. And there's loads of aftermarket companies out there producing that sort of stuff. And that is Airfix's stance on it, is that we provide the basics of the kit. We provide the basics of the load to go with the kit, whatever that may be. And if you want more, aftermarket is the place to go, because that keeps that side of the business working well. With the cost coming down and the technology making leaps and bounds, seemingly every month, where might we be in another 10 years' time? There will always
1: be the need for more tools and different ways of creating things for your hobby. 3D printers are another tool in your arsenal to create your amazing projects.
0: Next time in Just Banking Conversation, we'll be talking about other subjects relating to this Darth hobby of ours. <laughs> been listening to Just Making Conversation with
1: James Skiffins and <laughs> the confused Malcolm Charles follow us on Facebook where we post photos updates and other nonsense do we, we very rarely
0: put anything on Facebook really if the social media person's up to speed and not on another drunken, blinking out outing. All right, I'll, ch- I'll change it slightly. Follow
1: us on Facebook, where we sometimes post photos, updates, and other nonsense.
0: Find us on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and all the others. Let us know what you
1: are just making, and what your thoughts are on the conversation in this, dear episode.
0: Thank you to the following supporters from buymeacoffee.com forward slash Podcast. Brad, Warren, Tim, Black Rifle, John, Julian, Chuck, Mark, Bakawahi,
1: Simon, the Jazz Gent, Steve, Lee, Costas, Mark, Ray, Neil, Mike, Robert, Andrew, John,
0: Drew, Mike, Jeff, Richard, Lynn, Gordon, and six others. If you do show your support, leave your name and we can muller it on live on air. Goodbye. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck it. That'll do.